This is a story from England. It's called Mr. Vinegar. Now, Mr. Vinegar lived with his wife, Mrs. Vinegar, in a pickle chair. Now, the pickle chair was made of glass, and although it was very small, it was a very snug, lovely little house. And Mr. Vinegar used to grow vegetables, which he would then pickle. And he dug the garden with a pickle fork, and he was a happy, contented man, but simple in his ways. He wasn't very smart, but he was happy. Now, Mrs. Vinegar was a sharper-natured woman than her husband, but the two of them got along fine. But the problem was that living in a pickle chair made a glass that allows a lot of light in, and even a small speck of dust will stand out like a molehill. And so Mrs. Vinegar spent her time cleaning the house, and very particular she was about that too, I can tell you. Now one day when Mr. Vinegar was out digging his garden, tending his vegetables, and Mrs. Vinegar was cleaning the house, she spotted a cobweb in the corner of the chair, and she started to try to clean it off, but it was a very stubborn cobweb, and she couldn't get it down. And she tried and tried to get rid of this cobweb, but she couldn't get it all cleaned out. And in the end, she lost her temper, and she started to bang at it, thump, 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 trying to get rid of it when suddenly she swung the brush a bit too hard, and the handle of the brush poked through the side of the, of the pickle jar, and it smashed into a thousand pieces. Well, Mrs. Vinegar screamed, and ran out of the disintegrating pickle jar, and ran to her husband in tears, saying, Oh, my love, we're, we're ruined, ruined. What's wrong, Mrs. Vinegar? he said. Oh, Vinegar, she said. Oh, I've broken the pickle chair. I was cleaning, and the brush handle went through it, and it's all smashed to pieces. There's nothing left of it. Well, never mind, my love, he said. You know, there was pickle chairs... In the shop still, we can always get another pickle jar. It's just getting the money to buy one would be the problem. So he said, I'll tell you what. We'll go out into the world and we'll try to make our fortune. But what about our home, she said. What about all our furniture, all our things? Don't worry, he said. I'll take the lid with me. I'll take the door with me. So he took the lid off the pickle chair, which was their door, and he said, Well, nobody can get in if I've got the door. Well, Mrs. Vinegar didn't think it worked like that, but she didn't say anything, and they set off with Mr. Vinegar with a big round door on his back, and they walked and they walked and they walked. Now, they had hoped that they would be able to make their fortune. They weren't quite sure how they were going to do that, but they, they were optimistic that they would make their fortune. But at the end of the day, they hadn't made one farthing, not a thing. 
Well, it was starting to get dark, and by this time they were in a, in a, a forest. Now, Mrs. Pickle started to get afraid. It was getting dark. They were in a strange place, in a forest. She wasn't used with that. She was afraid of wild animals, and that wild animals might, might eat them up. And let's face it, if you're small enough to live in a pickle jar, then you're only going to be a mere mouthful for a fox. Well, never mind. Mr. Pickle said, I know what we can do, my love. We'll, I'll carry the door up into this tree, and I'll wedge it between the branches, the a fork, in the branches of the tree, and you can sleep on that. So he climbed up the tree, and he found a fork in the tree, and he shoved the lid door down into the fork, and it wedged tight, stuck solid. And then Mrs. Vinegar climbed up it, and she lay on the door and went to sleep. Now, with her weight lying on the door, it started to tilt in one direction. So Mr. Vinegar sat on the other side, and he decided that he would keep watch all night to make sure that they were safe. And his weight on the other side was a nice balance for it, so it meant that the door wasn't going to fall down with poor old Mrs. Vinegar with it. So he sat there, and he was just starting to nod off. It was the middle of the night, and he was getting very tired, and his head was starting to nod when he heard voices. And to his horror, he discovered that these voices belonged to some thieves, robbers, that worked in the area. And they sat underneath the tree where Mr. and Mrs. Vinegar were sleeping. And they started to talk about all the things that they'd got from that day's robberies. And they were splitting the money between them. Now, they were talking about all the evil and wicked things that they had done in order to steal that money. And Mr. Vinegar started to become afraid, because he was a nice soul, but he wasn't a brave man. And he started to shake like a leaf. He started to tremble and shudder, and he shook and shook so much that he woke up Mrs. Vinegar. Stop shaking, she said. I'm not shaking, he said. Well, of course he was, but he didn't want to admit it. I'm not shaking. Yes, you are. You're shaking this door. It'll come down if you don't stop shaking. No, no, I'm, I'm not shaking, he said, and he was quivering all over, shaking and shuddering. Well, the fear was on him, and he couldn't move, and he couldn't stop listening to those horrible robbers underneath, all talking about all the evil, bad things that they'd done, and how they'd got this money. And he shook, and he shook so hard that the whole door became dislodged from the fork in the tree, with all the shaking it started to work itself loose, and it fell down on the ground. Well, not only did it fall down on the ground, it fell on the robbers' heads, 
and the robbers thought that the sky had fallen, and they ran off in fear. Now Mrs. Vinegar, who was a sound sleeper, was still asleep on the door and didn't know. Now Mr. Vinegar had managed to catch a branch as the door fell, so he was still up in the tree, and he was too scared to go down and see what happened. So he sat there all that night, and the next morning when the sun rose and Mrs. Vinegar woke up, she said, Oh, where am I? You're on the ground, my dear, said Mr. Vinegar, still up in the tree. Well, what am I doing down here? Oh, just having a nice sleep, he said, and then he climbed down, seeing that it was safe to do so now. And they lifted up the door, and underneath the door, what should they find but one of the robbers, squashed as flat as a pancake, and a pile of gold coins, forty guineas, forty golden guineas. This was a lot of money. So they gathered up the money, and they danced with joy, and they said, Now we can, we can afford to buy something really good. And Mrs. Vinegar said to her husband, Right, go down to the market and buy a cow. If we have a cow, then we can milk her, and from the milk we can make butter and cheese, as well as having milk. That is an excellent idea, said old Mr. Vinegar. Oh, I'm so glad I married such a clever wife as you, he said, smiling, and he took the forty golden guineas, and he went off to the market. Make sure you make a good deal, shouted Mrs. Vinegar as he went down the road. I always make a good deal, he smiled back. Well, he walked and he walked until he came down to the market, and there was a man with a cow, and it was a lovely red cow. And Mr. Vinegar said to him, How much would you want for your cow? Now the man looked at Mr. Vinegar, and he could see that he was a simpleton. He was a fool. He had no wit in his head. A nice, nice man, but not very, not very smart, you know. So, he looked at him, and he took it in immediately. He knew what kind of a man he was, and he said, Well, what have you got in your pocket? Well, I've got forty golden guineas, he said. That'll do, said the man. I'll sell my cow to you for forty golden guineas. Oh, Mr. Vinegar was so happy. Oh, I'm the happiest man in the world, he said, and he took out the forty golden guineas and gave to the man, who laughed and laughed, because the cow wasn't worth anything like that. And Vold Vinegar was so proud of his cow that he marched it up and down the market, showing off, look at the beautiful cow that I own. Oh, he strutted up and down like a peacock, leading his bread cow with him. But then he saw a man who was playing bagpipes. And this man played and played and played. And whenever he held out his hat, people would throw pennies in it. And all the children were dancing around him and laughing and just loving the music. And... Mr. Vinegar thought, 
Oh, if I had those pipes, I'd be the happiest man in the world. I don't want a cow that I have to strut up and down showing off. If I had those pipes, I could play lovely music and people would throw money at me and everybody would be happy and dancing as well. So he went over to the piper and he said to him, How much would you have to have for your pipes? Well, the piper looked at him and he could see that he was a simpleton. And he said, Hmm, well... You know, this is how I make my living, playing these pipes, he said. I wouldn't be able to sell them or other for a lot of money, you know. Well, what would you have? So the man looked at him slyly, and he said, Well, I'd take that cow of yours in exchange for the pipes, although I'm only doing it as a favor to you, you understand. Oh, Thank you, he said. Oh, I'm the happiest man in the world, said Mr. Vinegar. And he handed over the rope of the cow's lead to the piper, and the piper handed him over his pipes, and he went away leading the cow with him, not believing his good luck. Well, Mr. Vinegar, he put the end of the pipes in his mouth, and he started to blow, and he blew, and he blew, and he blew, until he thought his head was going to burst, but not a sound came out of those bagpipes, not a thing. He couldn't play them. This had never occurred to Mr. Vinegar, that you actually need to know how to play the pipes before you can actually get a tune from them. But he persevered, blowing and blowing, until eventually he managed to get a sound out of it. But, oh, what a horrible sound! It was a screech and a wail, and the children that were around there, they ran away in fright, and the grown-ups stuck their fingers in their ears, and he carried on wailing and screeching with the pipes, and people were pelting him with rotten vegetables. And the children were all pointing and laughing at him and making fool of him. Well, he didn't like this, and but he persevered for quite a long time. Now, eventually, his hands were getting cold with all this playing, or trying to play at least. And he saw a man who had a lovely warm pair of gloves. Oh, thought Mr. Vinegar. If I got those gloves, I'd be the happiest man in the world, because my hands are so cold, and those gloves look so beautifully warm. So he went over to the man, and he said, Those gloves of yours, what would you have for them? My hands are cold, and I would like a nice warm pair of gloves like that. Well, the man could see he was a fool. And he said, Well, I'll tell you what, I'll swap them for you, for the, with you, for your bagpipes. Done, said Mr. Vinegar. Oh, I'm the happiest man in the world, he said, and he swapped the pipes for a pair of gloves. He put them on, and sure enough, they were lovely and warm, and he went off on his way home. Well, on the way home, it was quite a long journey. And after a while, his feet started to get sore, started to ache. He started to limp a bit. And he met a man coming down the road, 
and the man had a stick with him. Now, it was no beautiful stick. It was just a stick. He'd cut a small branch off a tree and was using it. Now, Mr. Vinegar saw the stick and he thought, Oh, I'd be the happiest man in the world if I had that stick. Because what good is having warm hands if you've got sore feet? But I could use that stick for walking along the road. That would be brilliant. So he said to the man, What would you have for your stick? The man looked at him and he could see that he was a simpleton. And he said, Well... That looks like a nice warm pair of of gloves you have on there. Oh, they're lovely, he said. I'll swap them for you for the stick, said the man. Oh, thank you, said Mr. Vinegar, like the man was doing him a huge favor. He took off the gloves and he gave it to the man, and the man handed him a stick, and he started to walk along the road with a stick, and oh, I'm the happiest man in the world, he said, I've got such a lovely stick. Well, as he walked home, there was a magpie flew in front of him, and it would stop on the trees, and it would chuckle and laugh at him, and Mr. Vinegar noticed this, but he just carried on going, starting to feel a bit annoyed, because it seemed that the magpie was laughing at him. And eventually Mr. Vinegar said, What are you laughing at? Laughing at you, you fool, said the magpie. You simpleton, you blockhead. How dare you? What do you mean? You went off to market with forty golden guineas, and for that you bought a cow that was worth ten. And then what did you do? You swapped it for a set of bagpipes that you couldn't play. And then you swapped that for a pair of gloves, and then you swap those for a stick that you could have cut out of the hedge anywhere. You're a fool. You're a simpleton. You're a blockhead, Mr. Vinegar. Well, Mr. Vinegar was so annoyed, so mad with this magpie, that he threw a stick at him. He missed, but the stick got stuck up the tree, and it was too high up for Mr. Vinegar to be able to get it. So he went home with nothing. And when he met his wife, and she asked him what happened, and when he told her, she boxed his ears until they were hot. But, said Mr. Vinegar, I'm glad I got rid of that stick, he thought, because otherwise his wife would have used it on him. But after a while, when tempers had cooled, he said to her, You know, my dear, We should start over again. It's all very well, this, but we should make a new start and get along better. I can get a job as a gardener, and you could get a job as a housemaid, and that way we can earn enough money to buy another pickle jar, because, you know, there's plenty more pickle jars in the shop.'